All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to episode four of My Life from A to Z with Aziz. Episode four, uh, we're having Yusuf again <laughs> as a... <laughs> As a um, as a co-host this time, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, how are you doing, Yusuf? I'm great, man. Nice to see you again. Uh, it's been a week since we did the last episode. It's still not Christmas, so we we wrapping up episodes before the shit gets going. Um, but again, nice to be back. Thank you for having me. Uh, it feels great being back on this mic again. <laughs> again, I'm not. I'm still feeling this whole stand-up energy. I'm feeling like I'm gonna stand up and go on a whole bit. But I was wondering if you had because <laughs> like I've been thinking about writing a bit this whole time for this whole podcast, but I don't have one right now. So you hit me with your best stand up bit you got right now, man. That's all you right now. Dude, I don't think we need to do a bit <laughs> for that. Do we don't need to do bit. Yeah. We're just that funny, you know, We're not that funny. Uh, I would I would beg to differ. Anyway, I wanted to. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a story I wanted to tell you last time. So my dad um, sent me uh, 500 pounds last week. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> it. <laughs> that was that was just it. I just wanted to flex that my dad is so fucking loaded. I mean, dude, do you know who my dad is? Jeff Bezos is just his accountant, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, no, I have to. Okay, I uh, that <laughs> Travis Kalinick. Okay, okay, no, we have to. Uh, I have to explain this thing. So about, yeah, this bit's been here for quite some time, and um, I got mixed reviews from it. So about a year ago, I think I was having uh, lunch with this uh, this friend I hadn't seen in a while, and we uh, we s- me and another guy were supposed to meet that friend, and ha- and on our way to the restaurant, we saw a dude we hadn't seen in so so fucking long, uh, a guy from our uh, no the pri- yeah the son of the prime minister uh, shut up, anyway. And so we go to Nando's, you know, we're like, okay, come over, like, uh, come with us, like, let's have lunch, whatever. And so we start talking, we start talking about the whole, because um, I was doing my driving test. I was passing my, I was doing the driving license. And back the ta- uh, th- at that time, about a year ago, if you were Arab, you had to do an Arabic. And I wanted to do an English. Back yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Abu Dhabi. Right. And so I was completely... Not, I was very, not, very much so not <laughs> thrilled with that idea, right? I did. <laughs> I'll explain something about Arabs a bit later in this podcast. But anyway, the whole, yeah, the what, exactly, yeah. We'll, we'll explain this in a bit. But basically, yeah, I had to do it in Arabic, and I wasn't very thrilled about that, and I was complaining about it. And the dude, this guy, right, this dude, just looks at me and says, oh, yeah, but you know what, go talk to them and ask them to change it in English, because, like, it costs so much to do it again. And full-on deadpan delivery, I look at him like, dude, that's fine. My dad's so fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, everybody on the table got yeah, that. The yeah, they got except this, the except the dude. The fucking guy. So he goes and talks to another friend we have in common. And is like, yo, I don't know, like, Aziz was kind of... Is he, like, <laughs> flexing that he's rich or something? And I was like, the level of stupidity this, you have. This is how you know you don't fuck with someone. Yeah, this, this is how you know you don't fuck with someone, right? You make a you make a very normal joke that's like perfectly on, in character, that's all on brand you, right? And this dude doesn't get the joke. That's how you know you don't fuck with someone, man. Facts. Right? I haven't made a joke recently to anyone who's like not vibe with it. I've told you about the whole like Christmas party. <laughs> I had a Christmas party with my uh, Zoom uh, with my class uh, like a week ago, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I I I I think I must have had like an hour 
of like content that I cannot <laughs> that I cannot remember. <laughs> it's just it's it, you know oh shit kind of similar to you know that thing they call the hour the hour that never happened. So, so basically, this is uh, my first year in Imperial. Remember there was this dude uh, in my dorm. What? He was no. no. <laughs> Not the hype night. <laughs> there was okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna cut this one. But there was there was this dude yeah. in my um, in my dorm. He was American, True. right? And so he's the one that introduced us to all that dumb American college <laughs> stuff. American. Exactly. Yo. Um. I mean, shout out to Chase. <laughs> cool dude. Super cool dude. So smart. Honestly. I kinda wish Chase listened. Yeah. Honestly, man. Chase. 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 The type of dude that would love this content. But anyway. So Chase introduces me to this concept where during, you know how like uh, this whole, uh, how do you call it, uh, sunlight, day, daylight saving? Daylight saving. Yeah. yeah. So the way it works is at 1 a.m. of the day they're going to, you know, move this stuff, this stuff, at 1 a.m. No, so you go 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. And, and at 2 a.m. you go back to 1 a.m., yeah, like right? Exactly. So an hour did exist. Sure. Like from one to two, but it's just never recorded. <laughs> it's never registered. <laughs> so people get so fucking drunk <laughs> in college in the U.S. So like some people do this thing where they get fucking they they you pass the fuck out, out, right? And so you don't know what happened that hour, and there's nothing that you can't really record. Like, and it's called the hour that never happened, right? And I think that's quite a funny concept. But anyway, um, what were you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you're. Your whole hour that never existed <laughs> of comedy on Zoom. I don't know what the fuck to say about it, but I don't know what to say about it, honestly, because I mean, clearly, I, I can't remember uh, what the fuck was happening over Zoom. I apparently okay. I woke up the next morning with like three different people who texted me like, "Yo, dude, are you okay? Um, you were visibly intoxicated on Zoom yesterday, <laughs> right?" Uh, and I I couldn't remember, right? Like, uh, I think the meeting was going from six to eight p.m. At around 7, I think we were going to start, like, playing charades or something. And I cannot remember what happened from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. when I woke up and saw those messages. Woke up the next morning, more people texted me, like, yo, you good? Apparently, I started... <laughs> apparently, I started... I don't know how I introduced this, but apparently, I started flexing the fact that you and I were on a podcast. <laughs> and so, I got people hitting me up, like, going, yo, send me a link to your podcast. And, um, and now, the pressure's on more than last week at least because i'm just thinking about like last week was a whole like free trial do whatever you like try it out right kind of thing but right now i gotta back it up right because <laughs> it's like if people in like episode one they gotta hit episode two and be like yo that's fire even though this is episode four isn't yeah. it right okay absolutely yes, absolutely i don't have more about this fucking like blanking out thing i've blacked out like way too many uh, uh like way too many parties i'm not gonna lie you should go see a therapist. I'm bruh. just saying, bruh. Bruh, I'm bruh. Not worried. I'm worried again, bro. I saw this. I saw this meme that, that said something like, "Why do dudes start podcasts?" Right? Yeah, I, <laughs> why do I dudes? <laughs> right? Like, why do dudes start podcasts? Like, they're going to therapy, right? Like, that's pretty much the one, right? Dude, this is the difference between you and me. You're doing this as if it was therapy. I've already been to therapy. <laughs> so I mean, I've already been through this, bro. The character development that I had like a year ago. I had to fucking work for it, man. Like, right now, you're about to start this shit, going for the whole, like, Cholo vibes or whatever it may be. I don't know, bro. You got to build it up. That's the whole thing I'm trying to say, but it's on you. Yeah, you got... I mean, I, this is kind of therapy to me. This is me opening up 
but not being able to afford <laughs> therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> it is what it is, man. We gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Anyway. No, 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 don't ask me for help therapy questions because, like, if I start opening up, I'll start weeping. <laughs> I'll start weeping openly. <laughs> All my listeners will be like, well, is he okay? Damn, like, should we check up on him? If that's an excuse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to, yeah, yeah, that we set, we set that up last time. You got to play the sensitive. Sensitive card, right? Third sensitive. You also want to play the sympathy card, which is the whole, like, okay, you don't, you never want to play the sympathy card. As a, as a person in general, because um, the sympathy card is kind of like the pity card. But if you are trying to hit up people, definitely play the sympathy card, man. Trying to get in there, like, if they want to, like, show interest because they care about you or, quote, unquote, care about you, um, get in there, man. Like, never waste your chances. Who your therapist, honestly? <laughs> Tell me who your therapist is, because, like, honestly, zero, zero progress. Um, that was... I built... Listen, man, listen, 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 listen. Brother, this is a woke podcast. We don't want this kind of... is a whole woke household. So, I mean, like, you got to stay woke. Yeah, so there's no such thing as gaslighting this household. Yes. Anyway, anyway, let's 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 go back to... This is the whole mental health thing, because we're going to get on the mental health thing when we get on. Oh, we're definitely. That's oh, yeah. That. Oh, at some point, at some point, we will have the singular most woke episode. Like, I think that's it. Right? And if Logan Paul starts his podcast going. We're the number one pos- podcast in the world. Um, we're not the one number one podcast uh, in the oh, world we're, yet. We're coming for it. But we're coming for we're it. Coming for it. <laughs> but like, we don't have a claim to fame to being like the number one podcast in anything comedy, drama, whatever it may be, right? But we will. Play every single card we can. <laughs> we'll, play we'll play the mental health one. We'll play the woke one. It don't matter. Definitely, definitely the woke one. But yo, yo. On, but on but um, okay. Let's finish this topic and then I have to. Go, I want to go back yeah, on dude. on my you know my dad being loaded and everything because yeah of course for sure dude. I mean, he is. He is. Oh my god, you have. Yeah, bro, knock on wood, but yeah. like Jesus, the. That's not. <laughs> it's not wood, That's homie. Not wood, That's homie. glass. Nice one. No, come on! Don't make that joke. <laughs> no, don't be like- Everyone knows exactly what joke he made. Yeah, you don't need to see it. Wood, haha. Anyway, so basically, um, what was I saying? We said something about uh, the woke part. Uh, no, 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 no. You said last time. You told me that you have a connection to Logan Paul. I do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I didn't. Th- no, I didn't think I was like, gonna put this connection on blast, man. Like- Bruh. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, maybe, okay, maybe this could, maybe me doing, dro- dropping this on the podcast right now, I, like, actually get us in, like, mad connected, um, but I do have, like, a very vague connection with Logan Paul. Um, this is a whole story, Joe, I'm going to, okay, sure. First year of university, I'm in a class called Creative Industries, and we get a, we get a guest speaker uh, who's going to show up and tell us about it, their company and whatever, and give us an assignment about it and that kind of stuff. And so basically they give us an assignment where um, we're supposed to break down uh, a talent that we found ourselves. And then eventually like in a certain section, talk about something that we're, we call the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, and we had to find a specific word for the cultural zeitgeist. Eventually I presented my thing, the guy liked it. And we like linked up in terms of like, figuring out hey, what what can we do 
and stuff like that and okay stop shaking up the money <laughs> what can we do and stuff like that and kind of like figure out like where we can go from there and this i was 18 at the time and this guy's given me like some of the the biggest opportunities i've ever seen in my life right uh year one it doesn't work out too well i show up year two um he hits me up outside of like university times and stuff like that he's like yo i'm back in london do you want to meet up i'm like hell yeah we meet, talk, and eventually I'm, I'm going to like show up at one of his university classes that he's going to present the project to uh, the second year. Like the same stuff that he presented us the previous year, he's going to say again. But this time, he kind of starts, gives the same kind of like presentation and stuff like that. And he starts going, um, have you guys heard about the whole Logan Paul thing? Because uh, this was about the time that like Logan the Paul, the, the dead body in Japan, filmed the dead body in the woods in the suicide forest and, and published that shit online. Like you could see uh, uh, a, a dead person hanged, everyone hung. Everyone knows about this, right? Like Logan Paul, it was one of his biggest fuck ups. It was definitely his biggest. In my opinion, that is the singular most powerful video to ever appear on you. That's the most influential because that, that video single-handedly created months and months of content for all the creators at YouTube. I think, I think as much as, as, as horrible a situation it was, and as bad PR you think that may have given Logan Paul, yeah. I think for YouTube, that was a dream come true. It was. For most creators, that shit was great. It was. They, they made so much money off of it. It was. It gave, like, at least 20 channels, like, their prime content for, like, a couple of months, at least. H383 was, like, killing off of it. Uh, what, what's that? I mean, Cody, did he? Cody. I don't think Cody did. Uh, the, 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 those type of creators. Like, yeah, those kind of, like, like, reaction channels kind of had, like, a great time reacting to logan paul's videos at the time but this was like 2016 2017 2017 type of stuff so it was like still like earlier reaction channel type stuff it still wasn't like what was it was peak youtube for sure like youtube blew up on like the mainstream bigger than it had ever blown up before i would say in 2017 for sure that year followed up and like the biggest thing but logan paul like blew up right like dropped the most controversial you video on youtube ever right and so this guy shows up to the university and he looks at a class of students and he goes um have you guys heard about the whole logan paul thing um yes no everyone had heard about it obviously and then he goes how would you have reacted to it right like what would you if you were his pr team had done to to react to the whole thing to to adapt and kind of fucking come out on top right and um, people came in with their suggestions and shit like that. And then he went, well, I'll tell you what, Logan Paul came to us <laughs> and he asked us what we should do because they're a branding uh, company. They're a, they're a brand, uh, PR and branding company, essentially. Um, and so we asked them like what they should do. And basically, this dude just called out, I know Logan Paul. Logan Paul and I are mad connected. We're, we fuck. We, we basically fuck. We're mad connected, right? Like, if you hook up with me, you hook up with Logan Paul, and that's pretty much it, right? So this is the biggest pipe dream that you and I have ever thought, have ever, like, realistically considered, considered right? Is that if you, and, <laughs> if you and I ever blow up, I hit up this dude, and I'm like, yo, check out our podcast. What do you think about hooking us up with, like, Logan Paul and Mike Malak, who won... If we get Logan and Mike on this podcast we ever, won. we won. Number one, best best podcast on the internet. Number one okay. podcast, for sure, for sure. Like, if we take that, definitely number one podcast in the world, right? 
Um, but like, if we do get that kind of shit, we are going to blow up in the biggest way possible. And it is the biggest pipe dream that we've ever considered. But like, maybe that's it, man. Maybe we get it. Ladies, I suggest you go on my DMs ASAP. Because <laughs> like, if that ever happens, I'm not going to respond to get your stuff early. anymore. Get in early. That's that's what we call a long-term right. investment. <laughs> Hit up my boy Yusuf's DMs. Blow him up. Anyway, I want to go back. First of all, let's already agree that the whole... Logan Paul thing is the biggest pipe dream. It is the no. biggest like, pipe dream. But, but, like, there are... Actually, no, it's not even the biggest pipe dream. I told you last time, like, the biggest pipe dream would be Dua Lipa. That's, Bro, I told you the biggest pipe dream would Megan Markle. Megan, oh, not... And then the next day! No, 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 no. Yeah. So, honestly, okay, okay, okay. This is going to be a um, recurring theme in this episode. Missed opportunities. Missed okay? Missed Calling great stuff and missing them. We have three situations. First one... Meghan Markle, Meghan Yusuf, Markle up on Yusuf said that Meghan Markle would, if we could get Meghan Markle on a podcast, that would be like the most alpha thing ever, the and most the powerful. Next day, the next day, Spotify, she, she announces that she's going to do podcasting at Spotify. Like right there. And then two. We're, but that means that means we're at the forefront of journalism, Big J journalism, <laughs> yes, the Daily News. Big J journalism, homie. This is... You you guys thought this was a therapy kind of podcast? Oh, no. Hell nah, hell oh, no. nah. We're bringing some of the most. I mean, it kind of is to you. It definitely is therapy for you. I need therapy in general, so it is what it is, man. I mean, it is what it is. Anyway, so. So one, Meghan Markle. Two, two, dudes down bad. Dudes down bad. Yes, down, down bad, bad pat- patrol. Down bad patrol is. I will single-handedly claim. This app's success. On the day that we so, me so yeah, yeah. So basically, dudes down bad is an is a Twitter page that blew up recently, big time, big time. Like I've never seen an ad, I've never seen a page blow up on social media like that. Maybe Charlie in December, January, when she was gaining those followers at a crazy rate on TikTok. But dudes down bad seven eight seven. Exactly. Like in the last ten days, this app, this this page has made almost. 800k 800k on twitter which is crazy if you think about it yeah like twitter followers are not like unless you're donald trump you're not gaining that much attraction on twitter he's yeah he's he's the biggest attraction on twitter let's donald Donald trump donald trump is the biggest attraction on twitter because because he yeah imagine the president of the united states tweeting so it makes him the biggest anyhow so uh yeah they made 100 uh, 800k and this page is kind of crazy because the whole the whole bit their whole shtick is that they post screenshots of dudes being really down bad <laughs> dudes getting yo we should totally go eat at this place whatever she's like nah i'm sorry i'm going to chick-fil-a and it's written on the screenshot that it's she taken on a sunday <laughs> <laughs> it's taken on sunday so clearly you can't you can't do anything about it so yeah and i thought shit we're definitely going to talk about this page on the podcast which we currently are or i currently am but but you two days ago youtube pounced on it um birdman birdman Birdman, code cody Cody, who else drew gooden i think but 100 percent drew gooden and come and danny gonzalez and company they're they're gonna do it right curtis Curtis connor is definitely gonna do it exactly but that would make (laughs) us old news because by the time this podcast is released this this is is dead everything that we want to say basically makes us all news one 
was the Meghan Markle thing. Old news. Two, dudes down bad. Done. Cody and co on his second channel fucking did that video about it. It's over. You get what we're saying? Um, and then third is um, the Tom Cruise story. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> which which I... See, he, he started off as like the whole... He's pretty pissed about like not being about like being behind on a uh, decent amount of stuff and whatever. But I'm pretty fucking pissed about being behind on the Tom Cruise story, right? Because I care about Tom Cruise more than anyone I know, right? Like Tom Cruise uh, is a is a is a is a hero in our household in our home. Uh, not this household right here. This a woke is a woke as hell household. But this isn't even the household I'm talking about. I'm talking about like my home, my dad, my mom, my brother and sister. Like we all. Love those Mission Impossible movies and Tom Cruise more than anything, right? And then four days ago, Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise comes out with a great, and absolutely, I an instantly iconic rant about a 2020, <laughs> a 2020 anthem. Absolutely, right? Like he comes out and says everything we want to hear from a celebrity like Tom Cruise in 2020. He fucking goes off. <laughs> he goes off on his crew behind the scenes. Because they weren't social distancing behind the camera. Someone had the mask off or whatever. Maybe I, I, I don't know what the fuck the details were like specifically. But Tom Cruise goes fucking in. Right. And for whoever heard that tirade and thought, fuck Tom Cruise. He's just a dude, whatever. Scientology yeah, Scientology motherfucker. Right. Like, fuck that. Right. Like, think of Tom Cruise 2020. Right. Like, this dude is leading the Mission Impossible franchise. He is producer of the Mission Impossible franchise. This big man on set. Right? Like, this is the boss right here. If he says you're fired, you're fired. And so listening to his tirade for two minutes is thinking about, like, how inspirational he is on one aspect of it. But how much of a fucking, <laughs> but how much of a fucking asshole he is on the other, man. He's like, y'all are going to ca- cost each other your jobs. I'm on the phone every night with fucking insurance companies, uh, producers, whoever it is. And my guy's just going off on fucking everyone. And we missed out on three insane shots. Because TMG just steals everything we'd like from them. Yeah, TMG. TMG is at this point just stealing content. Bro, we'd like to say stealing. And, and, uh, we we, we can't. We'd like to say stealing, content. but it, it's 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 public information. We can't <laughs> we can't we can't really trade with non-public stuff. But so the thing the thing that I love the most about that video of Frank Cruz is how he was discussing about saving the industry. That was <laughs> that that was his big thing, right? Definitely. I'm saving the industry and. Uh, it led us to discuss how Hollywood is definitely gonna, you know, it's shifting. It's Hollywood. Hollywood like is is this? Hollywood. Yeah, this is. Um, this, see, you know what? This is the Daily News show. This is this is Big J journalism because we're making an <laughs> assumption this that is Big J yeah, because it doesn't matter if we release this on the on 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 the twenty fifth because by then it still it wouldn't have happened, and so by the time it happens, it's like we'd have been pioneers in our field. So. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's one hell of a predict. Hell yeah, brother. That's <laughs> <laughs> like um. think about. It. Th- th- this is an interesting take that we will see the end of Hollywood as it is. Do you want to do the whole end of Hollywood thing? Okay, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it, but right before, but right before, right before, I really want to go back to like an old ass story. Because for the last twenty minutes, I've really wanted to discuss the whole. My dad gave me 500 bucks. <laughs> okay, fine. fine. Okay, the whole, the whole bit, I was, the reason why I was setting it up was I was going to tell you. So my dad sent me the money, and I wanted to do some shopping. He, he was like, hey, you know what? Treat yourself. It's yeah. Christmas, so 500 pounds, do your thing, whatever. Okay. 
and it's enough to like really do a whole overhaul of your uh, of your wardrobe and um one thing I thought I was like, let's go to this vintage store because a friend of, a friend of ours told us that you could do kilo sales. Uh, they do kilo sales, so like for for a hundred pounds, I could have a nice, nice, you know, sure. amount of sh amount of shit. And so we so I went there to get some jeans, and that's when I realized, bro, these vintage stores. There's a reason why everybody's attractive. That you have to be so fucking skinny. You have to be so skinny. You have to you have to be so skinny, and you have to, you have to have the worst posture <laughs> to fit in those motherfuckers bro i swear to god i looked like a water balloon in one of them i looked like the big one the size 38 i looked like a water balloon i swear to god dude for real it was um a really bad experience like it was super humbling <laughs> it was so humbling because i wanted to yeah i was like oh yeah this fit is is fire I, let me let me buy that jean and then i try to fit in and i'm like uh well you know what COVID's taken it's stole my body and <laughs> these jeans are not these jeans are a strong reality check and uh, but this this led me to believe it's like those all those people who try to be this skinny i say the, the for all the girls i know this all started with gender dysmorphia, uh, with not gender, wow, with uh, with body, uh, dysmorphia? body dysmorphia coming from winks. <laughs> Facts. The winks. the winks made every single girl I know insecure growing up because they had no waist. That's it's unbelievable. The you waist didn't have no, like zero, waist. zero waist. Right? Like, I swear, everybody was built on that show, everybody was attractive, which sucks. And you know what? I'll let you can I'll let you continue. Like, man, uh, I didn't I didn't watch the Winx growing up. I didn't have that channel, uh, whatever that channel may have been uh, growing up. But my sister always had uh, magazine cutouts of the Winx stuck on her walls. And anytime I would walk, <laughs> anytime I would walk by room, I'd just be like, "Yo, this chicks look kind of bad, bro." I'm not gonna Stella, like, Stella kind of bad. I don't know which one. Stella is she the blonde one? The blonde one. Hell yeah, bro. Stella look bad as hell. And um, and last time we were talking about this, and we kind of just went on a tangent about like what kinds of people, like what kinds of people we were watching, like when we were kids, and kind of thought how bad they were. Yeah. And I kind of want to give you first take on this because I got a couple. I'm not gonna lie. No, like man, when you think about it, like ever, bro. I remember. Okay, for me, who was like so fucking bad? Bad like, as hell. Bad as hell. Like okay, the winks. Everyone, like even the dudes were kind of bad, low key. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they were cut, they were yolked, they yep. were everything. Yep. That V taper, everything was working perfectly. Uh, everybody was attractive on that show. I swear to God, even the grandma had like a model kind of waist. Aye, aye. <laughs> the grandma, even I swear to God, even the grandma on that show was built like Kendall Jenner. <laughs> That's bullshit. My grandma's not built like Kendall Jenner. <laughs> I, that, it is what it is. You know what? what you want to build insecurity? That's how you do it. Who else? Who else was? Who else was real bad? Um, I, mean, I mean, obviously the Jessica Rabbits of the world. Yeah, the Jessica Rabbits. Of, but that's not a really our, uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh characters. The Yu-Gi-Oh char Yu -Oh characters for sure. I mean, I, I used to look at the Yu-Gi-Oh characters. I wasn't a big fan of these, but I used to look at them and it'd be like, yo, even the dude, main guy. Who's the main guy in Yu-Gi-Oh? Is his name Yugi? Yeah, Yugi. His name's Yugi. Are you talking about Kaiba? The main guy, main guy, blonde hair. Yeah, Yugi. His name's Yugi? Yeah. Yugi look kind of bad, bro. I'm not going to lie. You get what I'm saying? But also, uh, I do, I do want to mention Boma in terms of like, Boma, Boma looked bad as fuck. Dragon Ball. She was a fashion pioneer. She was a fashion, she, she was a fashion pioneer. Boma back in... She, she built that whole 
like cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, Boma, Boma back in the day changed outfits 20 different times. Oh, you 20 different shirt jackets. Yeah, yeah, Boma was OG, OG alt. She was an OG alt girl. You know who else? Fuck it. The goth girl from Danny Phantom. Bruh, the goth girl from Danny Phantom was bad as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Danny was also bad as fuck. And no, it, it is kind of sus, right? But like Danny Phantom's like animation style did look bad like all around, right? Like Danny's mom was built for sure. Danny's dad was built for sure. Scooby-Doo. Who are we talking about? Velma and Daphne. I mean, obviously. But I, 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 I was more of a Daphne uh, guy. I used yeah, to watch the live action thing. With Sarah Michelle Geller and Daphne was bad as hell, right? No, but that's the thing. It's kind of like your your cleavage thing. We'll, we'll explain that in a bit. You start off as a Daphne dude, yes. but then you grow up to be a Velma man. You realize how how, oh. how sexy Velma is. Which, by the way, by the way, we just want to point out something. Like Velma and the Goth Girl from Danny Phantom pretty much represent the entire aesthetic on TikTok uh, nowadays. Pretty much, pretty in 2020, they just stole those two characters' yeah, yeah, aesthetic and be like, like, okay. Uh, like the short skirt, exactly. glasses, kind of alt-looking look. Yeah. The the, chunky turtleneck. Same, same thing for the, the goth girl, like I said. She's like, that's literally, an, it's a personality trait. Those big-ass boots, those, yeah. She was ahead of her time. She was bad. You know someone, you, you consider someone kind of bad that uh, is kind of controversial <laughs> talk to a go ahead you know what i'll let you do it <laughs> sure give it to me um okay we were thinking about like who what kind of animated characters looked kind of built right like b beyond bad we we're just looking at like guys or girls kind of built right and we were kind of talking <laughs> we we're kind of talking about like how jerry even though i mean he was espresso depresso in like most episodes and couldn't catch his bag most episodes look kind of built right uh and i was telling us <laughs> Fucking, uh, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Tweety was kind of built. Um, <laughs> Tweety, Tweety with her voice and shit looked kind of, kind of bad, right? Um, but like our hardest, our, our hottest take is basically Tweety's just Ariana Grande. <laughs> Facts. Tweety is Ariana Grande. Bro, Same energy. Right. Like people grew up listening to fucking Tweety Tweeter shit all over the place, right? And then. Five years later, people started listening to Ariana Grande, and they were like, yo, this is baller music. And they should have just thought, yo, this Tweety, same size, same it's vibe. the same size, same vibe, same kind of constrained look, right? Like, Tweety definitely hits the same bars as Ariana. <laughs> like, that's, that's a fact right there, right? Like, Ariana hits up the biggest bangers in the world right now, right? Like, okay, this year definitely ignored. I don't know what the fuck her album's called this year, but, like, no one gave a shit about Ariana before, like, this year. But before this, Seven Rings and that kind of shit, everyone gave a shit about Ariana. And I'm just telling you, listen to the Ariana song and just imagine Tweety. <laughs> just imagine Tweety dropping bars the same way that Ariana does. It's the same fucking vibe. It's going to give you the same vibe. I swear to God. <laughs> Fuck Ariana Grande. I cannot stand her. I love Ariana Grande. No, no, no. I, I I, you know what? I do not mind. I, I will openly say, like, she is so fucking talented. But the thing about Ariana Grande that pisses me off is... It's the whole person, <laughs> like it's the entire personality. Yeah, exactly. It's the entire personality that comes with being an Ariana Grande fan. And we've made that, we've had that conversation so many times about like how much we hate stands of a certain artist. I have a personal gripe with Ariana Grande stands because they have they do this thing that's it's they're by far the creepiest ones. Like the whole BTS uh, army shit. BTS army. BTS army stands are. BTS ARMY stands are fanatics, yeah. That's the th but Ariana Grande stands are weird because they try to emulate her 
all the time, right? They they start doing the whole laugh from yeah. Victoria's, like the whole, ah, they do that. They start dressing like her, their hair is like her. They start tanning, everything, everything about their personality. They try to milk it to be an Ariana wannabe. And Ariana, by the way, has talked about this and said how much she fucking hate this. She hates, no, she, she, she thinks it's creepy. I mean, listen, listen, look, look. let's say hypothetically, me and you blow up, all right? And this is a very huge hypothetical, right? But whatever. Let's say hypothetically we blow up and we kind of start having some stance and I see some people actually starting to talk like me or dress like me or whatever. I'll be so fucking creeped out. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I appreciate that you appreciate my content, but get the hell out of here. Like, I'm don't. Yeah, but that you have oh, that's oh go fuck yourself. Where are you going with this, man? I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be creeped out or anything. Like, if people start showing up in front of me and start like dropping bars, start dropping lines, the same lines that I was dropping in like one that's of our weird. podcasts, it'd be weird as fuck for sure. In in terms of like just feeling how weird this moment is, but like someone shows up and comes up to you, right, and hits you with one of your best lines off of your podcast, right, and you know that's a fucking great line, right. Like, you know you appreciate how <laughs> how accurately these people are going to come back to you with your fucking lines. And you're going to appreciate, like, these people, like, looking to you and being like, yo, you came up with these fucking great lines. And you know that, like, if you ever get clout, you're going to blow up. Um, you're going to, like, be a whole, like, persona in front of anyone you meet. Who, anyone who recognizes you on the off chance, right? You're gonna be Aziz in front of him in like 110 percent, dude. Loki, kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of the dream. The way you're describing it, kind, of, kind of sounds like the dream. But hell no, hell no. I, I definitely, I swear to God, I would not want that to happen. Anyway, first of all, so pretentious for us to discuss the fact that there, might, there is a possibility that we blow up. I mean, yeah, like everyone should hustle and like it's all about putting in the work. But like still, like. Okay, wait, can I, can I give a take, can I give a take on, like, the, the next drink, we'll leave that for another episode, yes. honestly, because I feel like I have two, two, uh, two, uh, a couple of things I wanted to discuss. So, so we go back to the whole Big J journalism, okay? But we're gonna, but we're gonna leave the Hollywood one at the end, right? There's another Big J journalism, uh, moment that you've seen this week. Pornhub yes. going down. Absolutely. The it end of it. it no, it didn't go down, but it's really the end of the industry. About 60% of its it wiped even more because right. when you go, okay, I really hope my parents aren't watching. But anyway, so when you go on Pornhub and you click on the search bar, it says searching from 12 million, yes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over 10 million of them are yeah. dead. So it's probably now searching about 2 million. So for the people who didn't watch, uh, what happened, or I didn't hear about what happened. The The main story is that, that basically be, uh, some sponsors pulled out so from their Pornhub porn deep. Yeah, 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 but, like but the, reason why, the, reason why start, the reason why it started was because um, uh, lack of verification caused from 2.9 million only 2.9 million videos left on Pornhub. Shame. What a shame. What a shame. That's a raw, that's way too much Riley Reed. That's way too much Riley Reed for one for one website. Too much Riley Reed. But anyway, so the whole story is because of uh, lack of verification for age and everything. And the porn industry's been trying to clean itself up for a couple of years. You know, they they removed all the incest kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And basically they didn't remove it. They just went from sister to stepsister. Yes, they that's all, they, 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 they add they add, incest thing. Yeah, they, they removed like first degree incest. Yeah. They just put yeah. step. 
they put step up about everything and kept the same format. But that what, obviously made it a lot more appealing. That, that, yeah, that made that made it so much better. I guess I don't know. I don't know. That's not. It's. Not, I don't fuck. I don't fuck with that. But you don't fuck with what? I don't fuck sister with. Porn? Absolutely. I don't fuck with sister porn. Absolutely. Yes. No. 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 I'm saying I don't fuck with step sister porn. Like it's weird. But anyway, the whole step thing, I I find it kind of sus. But let's go back to. So basically, yeah, what happened is um, they. They down, they took down they took they took down over sixty percent they took down like eighty percent of the total videos the because videos. yeah because their sponsors were gonna pull out and yeah. because of that you know they tried to keep it try to keep it a hundo p you know <laughs> hundo p they said from now on we'll only have verified shit and yeah. so a lot of the porn you could find on Pornhub essentially is something stuff you have to pay for you get a preview of eight minutes sure. all right. And they cut a lot of stuff, and then they you can get the full video, sure. but you have to pay for it. But the way it works is people, like, I guess a simp or two just decide to, like, pay for it. And then they re-upload it on Pornhub for free so everyone can watch it. And that that is gone. That is gone. So now, like, you got to have, like... Ev- no, but, but, but everything that's on Pornhub right now is, like, professional level shit. Like, yes. blacked, um, browsers. If it's, like... Uh, if it's like fan content, it's like verified fan content. It's yeah. not like, like okay, like I'm I'm so not making porn, right? But if I were today, like wanted to drop porn on Pornhub, I couldn't, right? Like, could I? I could. Yeah, you you have to be verified. I have to be verified, right? But like, I couldn't just liberally post a video on Pornhub the same way that I could just post a, post a video on YouTube. It's not the same thing, and I'd kind of lose that. On it, regardless, I don't fuck with that with that thing in general but just yeah you kind of feel for for uh, all the people who did amateur porn and besides a lot of people only watch amateur porn because the rest feels kind of fake and uh well i've seen i've seen a video a while ago that discussed how the porn industry is right ruining everybody's mental health sure. especially like you know with the internet and everything it's, sure. it's it's getting worse the effects the side effects are getting worse and worse and so yes uh, the death of the porn industry wouldn't be the worst thing for most people's mental health, but fallen soldier, man. Pornhub is a fallen soldier. Twenty twenty, like, like added to another one to its list yeah, of victims. Pornhub is like Pornhub was our go-to. Like, like, okay, it did, yourself, no, no, that's okay. Sus. It actually wasn't my go-to, but like, you could you could look at Pornhub and be like, okay, that's where I'm gonna find like the the most clips, the best UI, the best. Interactive. Black, black had Hollywood type shit. Yeah, Black had like the best production production type stuff. Yeah. Like Digital Playground also has like some. Great, I'm I'm gonna start dropping names at this point, right? Like great production type stuff. And Pornhub had like such easy access, whether it may be to like shorten vid- shorten content of this stuff or just general non professional content. You could find all of it on Pornhub. Pornhub was the main site for porn, right? All of a sudden. I think that's going to change, yeah. right? Like we're going to go yeah, and X find videos. X videos. Exactly. Like we're going to, I looked this up on Reddit, right? I was looking at the Pornhub page on Reddit and I was trying to find the post that was going to be like, okay, here's all the videos that got deleted. Here's the alternatives you could, you should go to instead of Pornhub. Um, first one I saw was X videos, obviously. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it was always the closest the thing. Competitor. It was always the biggest competitor to Pornhub. Right. Um, but now you look at X videos and you're like, still not the, the best UI, still not the best stuff, and you just kind of feel bad about it. They're just not her. Fuck they're just not, not her. They're bro. just not her. It's like you look at Pornhub mm. and you know you lost out on. 
Pornhub is the X that you'll never forget about. But anyway, so from the death of one industry to the death of another, let's talk about our (laughs) big J journalism (laughs) moment. Let's go. Okay. Okay, the Hollywood, yeah, yeah. This is okay, this is. Fine. Come on, this, come on. Let's let's be a bit smart. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And we'll end we'll end the episode on the whole. Um, what's that bit? The <laughs> black wash, white wash. Sir, yeah. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do the Hollywood. So basically, what's going on is, um, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'll let you set up the whole Warner Brothers. Uh, and yeah, and then we'll then I'll give my opinion. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, what is it? December 20th, something like that, 19th, right? December 19th. Uh, I can't remember when exactly, but like early in December, Warner Brothers basically announced that they were going to drop all of their movies online, VOD, uh, video on demand. You could rent them, buy them, whatever. I'm guessing rent them. At the same time that they were going to be dropping in cinemas, right? Essentially turning Warner Brothers, who own HBO and HBO Max, their streaming service, HBO Max, into a streaming service. Like, the the entire thing, all the movies that were going to come out in 2021 are essentially just going to be streaming movies. Whatever movies can play them at the same time, whatever theaters can play them at the same time that they're dropping online are going to play them, but these movies are going to come out online regardless on, like, the 15th of March or whatever the day may be, and it's just... It's an insane shift in the movie industry that no one expected to see, and... And even the people who... Even, even, even the people who worked for Warners weren't like made aware of it until the day of the announcement. For example, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, that kind of stuff. Christopher Nolan flipped his fucking shit on Warner, called him garbage in terms of like talent relations and and that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's it's really gone to shit in the last like couple weeks. And for the people who are not very much so into cinema, who don't don't get the 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 repercussions of this decision, this is one of the biggest studios. Uh, studio companies in the world saying we're folding our cards on the cinema industry yeah. not the movie industry but the cinema, cinema. one cinema in terms of theater theater exactly exactly this is them saying we don't think this is gonna last and part of you feels like um, I guess the whole uh, Tom Cruise th- Tom Cruise rant is justified because of all the pressure Hollywood is facing now is maybe cinemas are will go bust for good as an industry maybe people won't at post COVID, cinemas will not be the most attractive thing to do. I I know for sure a lot of people will be like, oh, as soon as this whole pandemic is over, as soon as we can only have uh, we can have our vaccines and life goes back to normal again, I'm definitely gonna head up the cinema. I'm gonna go watch so many fucking movies. True, that's true, what? but it's probably not gonna be enough. Maybe there's not gonna be movies yeah, out there yeah, yeah, maybe maybe like the budget is gonna be so low that a lot of the movies that you expected to watch. Uh, are gonna be maybe like something like the Avengers franchise might be discontinued. Might just be yeah, on Disney Plus. yeah, exactly. They right. might, they might, and so I guess uh, so. A couple of uh, cinema companies decided to um, aims whatever they decide to like snap at yeah. uh, back at uh, Warner yeah, Brothers, and in extremely bad faith, yeah. they decided to basically cut the cost of the ticket for the movies that will be uh, produced by right. Warner Brothers. Um, you know what? Explain the rest. Basically, uh, basically, what they're trying to do is AMC, AMC theaters basically just announced that AMC, uh, a huge theater in the states, uh, announced that they were basically going to cut down ticket prices for Warner Brothers movies to the point where Warner Brothers going to were going to make like zero money, zero profit off of ticket sales, and the only people going to make like money off of 
for example, Wonder Woman or Dune or Suicide Squad or whatever the fuck was going to come out in 2021 is only going to be the cinemas off of concessions and ticket sales and whatever it is. But they were basically just going to cut off prices. So Warner Bros. makes like zero money. And this is the kind of stuff that you're talking about in the industry right now. You're talking about like hostility from all sides. You're talking about like uh, exhibitors going against producers, going against distributors, going against against artists, actors. Uh, you're talking about distributors going against their entire talent roster, just saying like, yo, all the stuff that you had potential to be like a billion dollar movie. Like, for example, I'm looking at the 2021 slate of um, Warner Brothers right now, and you're looking at The Suicide Squad, The Conjuring, The Matrix 4. Uh, what else do we have in here? We definitely... Some huge, huge movies coming out this year. In the Heights, directed by Steven Spielberg. That kind of stuff. You're looking at so much stuff that could be huge box office potential. Warner Brothers just immediately yeah. announcing, cap it at whatever the fuck those movies are going to make. The theaters the are going to make. And then, I mean, whatever that movie makes is basically essentially like the subscription cost for HBO Max during that month. And it's just, it's such a weird cap that you're setting on a whole slate of movies for an entire year. And they announced it, uh, the sa- they, they basically didn't tell their talent until the day they announced it to the public. And so everyone went to shit for, a, for the past couple weeks. And the movie industry might be going to shit in the next couple months. Um, but who knows what's going to happen. Well, the two things I have to point out is, one, I feel like this decision by Warner Brothers is, would be mu- is much more easily accepted in today's society than it would have been maybe 10, 15 years ago. Because I feel like this generation in particular has grown to be much more socially distant from people and much more um, connected to the internet. By that I mean like, I'll, I'll, you want to have, right now, this generation I feel, wants to have everything uh, with as little friction. Mm, I, yeah, not, not even at a moment, but I don't want to say frictionless because that's me just taking the, co- the coding. No, no, it's not necessarily that, it's they want as, least, uh, as little interactions as possible, right? And so, people, the, the case in point, Uber Eats, uh, Amazon Fresh, Amazon Delivery, same day. Like, you want your we're stuff to go. Yeah, even even shopping. I mean, yeah, think about we're it. All moving beyond, like, showing up exactly. Like, exactly. Like, 15 years ago, I've been like, you want to get some new sneakers, you go you to the. Go to the shop, you got to go to Nike. Exactly. <laughs> go, go fuck off, man. Osiris and shit. What a shitty brand. But you go to Nike, you go to Adidas, you get your stuff, and that's just about it. But now. Like I, I know for a fact that maybe ten years ago I wouldn't have expected uh, accepted online shopping as easily as I do now because yeah. it's like, dude, what about if the fit doesn't match or whatever? Yeah. But now most companies have such a good like um, mm. customer service that return, it, you know, policies, return policies like is super. Gets you, like, try on stuff exactly, and, and so everything is done so well that you don't. There's less incentive. To there's to less incentive to leave your house exactly. So in in a way, especially and. This been even more accentuated with the pandemic because most people were forced to stay at home and most people were at first it was kind of annoying. Most people made peace well, with it. I'll use I'll use an example. Um, earlier in the pandemic, everybody start buying so much toilet paper, right? Yeah, that was a thing, and it became a thing where you you start memeing about it. And for example, we did that video, me and some friends, where we started juggling. You know yes. the the toilet paper. You know, sending it to the other side, and it's like, and then you cut to another Long someone else, yeah. and that would be like, I guess, a metaphor for saying like the you, we managed to find ways to stay connected throughout the internet, even though we didn't see each other. And I guess we all made 
at least some peace with that, sure. with the fact that maybe the outside world isn't as interesting as it used to be. And I guess this Warner Brothers decision goes really well with that thought process in the sense that people will be like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine not going to the cinema. I'm fine. If it's not for supporting, if it's not for supporting the the business itself, why why would you go to the cinema? Some movies are made to be, not even be put on the big screen. And I think we're gonna see a lot, many more movies made that way. Where you made that comment about uh, what's that movie? Bombshell. Bombshell. I think back in the, he's like that's not a movie made for cinema. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's, it's, it's made for TV. And I think we'll see more of. Even though Bombshell wasn't necessarily made for TV. I think. I think we're gonna look. I think we're going to look less at like made for TV movies in the sense that we're going to like drop budgets. Hollywood's going to If we're talking about like if we're going to if we're talking about like Hollywood dying, right? Like collapsing. The like the blockbuster landscape kind of like collapsing, right? If we talk about that, um we're not talking about like more low budget movies being like accepted onto Netflix and that kind of stuff. We're talking about more mid budget movies. Mm-hmm making it online right like you're talking about more mid mid budget movies not trying to like make it to festival circuits or whatever it may be just trying to like sell straight to netflix trying to sell straight to amazon prime hbo max hulu whoever it may be like streaming services that like at this point are dominating right now and 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 if like hollywood collapses you're talking about like all kinds of stuff that needs to like find a place online and you're talking about like Disney Plus, HBO Max, uh, that kind of stuff, like needing to accommodate an entire aspect of the film industry that was that it wasn't before, right? You're talking about like easy to stream content for Netflix, for HBO, and that kind of stuff being extremely popular right now. Um, but you're talking about like the next five years, if it's all kinds of fucked up right now, right? Like if Warner Brothers does that, follows suit with their decision. And then another studio follows yeah, that's, up. That's, that's exactly what I was yep. going to exactly say. I was going we, to, we talked about it last time and we said the big domino effect is such that if Disney follows suit, yeah. it is the end. Mm. It's going to be really? the end. It's because it's, it's, it's a Jenga piece. Like if Disney falls, everything falls with it. Mm. Everyone, everyone, not necessarily falls, but like everyone falls in line with Disney and Warner Brothers. They're pulled. The two of them is way too strong yeah. for people yeah. to go like, Cinemas will have to shut down yeah. in a, before even 2020. If, hypo- hypothetically, if Disney comes out tomorrow and makes an announcement like that, it's there is a chance that some cinemas will close before the end of 2020. Yeah, they will like, say, all right, like we're right done. Now, There's Cineworld, no way, we're not going to make money. It's like done. Right now, in Lon- like right now, Cineworld in London has shut down since like October yeah. or like early November after like the Bond movie got delayed to next year. They shut down all their chains all across the UK, just being like, we're not going to do anything because this obvious, we can't make profit. It's obvious a loss of money. So like, we're not doing anything for the next like four months. Right. But if you talk about like Disney, all of a sudden going, okay, we're going to drop all the shit on Disney plus, which I mean, already they just announced like 20, 20 TV shows, that kind of shit already all dropping on Disney plus, but they also have a slate of movies that's supposed to drop in cinemas. Right. If all of a sudden you talk about Disney going online, you're talking about Warner Brothers and Disney going online. You're talking about two of the four biggest. You're, you're talking about Disney who owns Marvel, and you're talking about Warner Brothers who who owns DC, the two biggest comic properties in the, the world. The, in yeah, yeah, cinema. yeah. Like, Bar, like Avatar, the and like you look at it, Avatar, 
uh, like when you think the four biggest cash cows mm -hmm. in the world right now, Mar it's Marvel, DC, yeah. Avatar, and Star Wars. Sure, yeah, that sounds about right. And that's, that's all, all already have. Yeah. So if they fold, that's it. That's those, those, those. If you guys, if you guys have any time or any patience, and you go check the highest grossing movies from every single year, I notice. you'll notice that those four franchises, French, and uh, you know what? I'll even take away Avatar because it's only one year, Just but it's our. Those two studios, those two studios, studios look exactly. Look, look, look at the top ten. Look at the top ten biggest uh, Isaac Bruce every year. Those Warner and Disney own like 60% of those. Absolutely. Easy. Right? Like you're talking about the biggest cash cows in Hollywood all of a sudden going, okay, we're not going to do anything in cinemas. Right, exactly. Like that's it. Like biggest fucking stuff that brings people to cinemas. If you consider it as like a, uh, the average cinema goer goes to the movies like once or twice a year. It's an event. Right? It's an event stuff. So they go and to it, watch something. They go to watch Avengers Endgame or a Star Wars or a Justice League or th something like that, right? Like Wonder they go what? Or a Wonder Woman, right? Like they go watch the biggest movies of the year, which right now are superhero movies or like sci-fi Star Wars movies. They're all Disney or Warner Brothers stuff. So if all of a sudden you're talking about the biggest fucking studios going online, you're talking about the entire industry shifting from one side to another. And you're talking about everyone else having to adapt to that same kind of fucking model. And the, and the, the craziest thing is at this stage, it's like it's such a 180 for the cinema industry that I think James Cameron should shoot himself in the head. <laughs> like, like, like. Let me explain. Let me explain real quick. So, back in 2010, James Cameron made it, no 2000 Avatar was 2009. James Cameron made it his life's work to make sure that he gets the most realistic experience you could get in cinema sure. inside a cinema so early that's 2010s, like, like you know that whole 4d thing 4D, 4D, 4DX. yeah 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 the whole the whole point is like to make it seem like you have to go to the cinema to experience it's something else thing, right? like yeah yeah james cameron's like you can watch the movie at home you can watch it yeah it's gonna be fine but you gotta experience it once you go to the cinema and unfortunately <laughs> because like it's been advancing to that step process like to that stage and then it did a full 118 was like you know what just stay at home, stay home. he might as well shoot himself in the head much, <laughs> that's what you said we said you said if Bong Joon-ho started making I'm telling you okay uh we've been talking about like Aziz his favorite movie not, my favorite. not your favorite movie but a movie you, he loves and 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 like just appreciates more than anything right now right I watched Parasite yesterday is parasite right like I, I went to watch it again yesterday and too. And, okay fine shoplifters still haven't seen it but like we'll get there um the parasite thing the whole parasite thing is like considering how big it fucking blew up in 2019 the the word that aziz and i have found for like how good that movie is is just finesse right yes. like bong joon ho just just took his camera Took that script and just it's finessed a virtuoso. a virtuoso, a fucking masterpiece. Just watch me do what I do and at the top of my game, at the top of my game and you're not going to fucking say anything about it. That's Bong Joon-ho right now. And so we were talking about like the How future. The if Bong Joon-ho right now decides to pick any kind of project, he immediately just disqualifies a director off it, right? Like yeah. if he goes for like some trippy, slightly sci-fi 
kind of th- kind of concept. He'll make a movie that'll like challenge any of Christopher Nolan's movies. And if he makes <laughs> and Christopher Nolan's career, Especially like <laughs> exactly nobody's gonna like pick him up. Christopher Nolan's been like babied by Christopher Nolan uh, by by uh, Warner Brothers for, for the whole like decade. Right now he's going against them. My guy, who's gonna fucking pick him up if like Bong Joon Ho fills in the gap, right? Like Bong Joon Ho is about to fucking make the slickest, slightly sci-fi, slightly trippy movies that everyone loves and is accessible to him right if he goes for a large-scale sci-fi movie he's gonna fucking put denis Villeneuve out of business right he goes for like uh what's it called if he goes for like some kind of horror movie but like it's no it's more thriller than horror he ends jordan peele's career like if he puts in like a little bit of social commentary this okay (laughs) okay this is the most racist take i've ever had right like if bunk it's it's not racist. It's kind of it's no it's it's not hell. It's woke in the sense that like it is recognizing what is not right in today's world, but it is racist as fuck in the term that like in the sense that like what it implies is racist as fuck. If Bong Joon Ho all of a sudden starts making horror movies that have any kind of social commentary that parallels Parasite, right? Like the so, the, the kind of social commentary that people watched them Get Out and they were like. Oh, tell me more right and then they were like okay let's watch us and then like tell me more right like jordan peele let's let's watch black Klansman. like tell me more right like spike lee jordan peele whatever it is right like everyone rode that wave right if bong joon ho all of a sudden starts making horror movies with whatever social commentary that isn't black Everyone will turn the <laughs> train to an aesthetic. And everyone I think, will drift off the black. I think everyone is going to drift off the black vibe and go on to the whole, like, Bong Joon-ho, whatever it may be vibe. This is the most racist thing I'm saying. is just because the world is going to adopt whatever social commentary isn't black. And that's just all I have to say. Bong Joon-ho's... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, well, what, what, it's, not, it's not really racist. What you're saying is, like, Bong jo- if Bong Joon-ho decides to make any social commentary about any minority that is not... That isn't black. That isn't black. Which is, by the way, which is... The flavor of the month for you, Hollywood, for Hollywood, like exactly, yeah, for the last right? Black Panther, exactly, like Panther, for for a while, sure. for a while, the industry has been dominated by this push to make more black, whoa, whoa type of movie, sure. more socially yeah, aware, yeah. and and great, great stuff. And yeah. Jordan Pe- Jordan Peele's whole shtick is that is like black business. Yes, it's a like it's right a black now, owned no business. Look at Jordan Peele and be like, someone's gonna surpass him right now. Like no one looks at Jordan Peele and is like, okay, that's he, not the he, best. Jordan Peele put the black Hollywood community up to a su- such a good level in the last couple of years. Yeah. He's been repping that, and it's been perfect, yeah, honestly. It's been, it's been perfect, but, like, if we're talking about, like, the industry today and, like, Bong Joon-ho just stepped off of Parasite, right? Like, Bong Joon-ho just made Parasite. Won Oscars for it. Won, what best picture, best director, best, best adapted screenplay. Best, adapted screen- no, best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. Like, the, like, my guy came in swept. And, and swept. Right, and we were talking about like Bong Joon Ho solidifying himself as like the next Martin Scorsese, yes. um, the next pillar of the industry. The next pillar of the industry, like the next person that you look at and you're like, okay, any movie he makes is just a fucking masterpiece, and I'll watch it, and automatically it's gonna be nominated for any kinds of Oscars or whatever it may be, right? So we were talking about like Bong Joon Ho making his next feature, and we were saying whatever feature Bong Joon Ho makes next, he ends he someone's career, man. Like don't even know. Uh, if he makes, like, a huge, big-scale fucking sci-fi movie, he makes, like, a smaller, kind of, like, offbeat sci-fi film. Christopher Nolan, fucking done, done, bro. Jordan Peele, if he makes a fucking horror movie about any kind of social commentary that isn't black, 
It's done, bro. Jordan Peele's done. As a matter of fact, if he makes, it, you could give, you could give what's his face. Um, you could give Bong Joon Ho's. Uh, you could give him the script for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he, clean it up. And he cleans it up. He cleans it up. Yeah, that's the funny. He could. He could take like, he he would take. Give him any movie. Give him a movie as flawless as there I don't. Will be blood. There will be blood. And he was like. Not quite my tempo. Not quite my tempo. And smoothens it out. No. Smooth, oh my God. And so finesse. So finesse. Finesse is what we're talking about. Like it's, Bong Joon-ho could, could pick up any fucking movie, right? Like we're talking about Oscar movies. We're talking about garbage movies. We're talking about whatever kind of mediocre movie you like. Bong Joon-ho. From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, right? As, he could pick a movie as convoluted as From Dusk Till Dawn. As bullshit material as Dust Till Dawn. And turn it into opera. Into absolute opera. Like you'd watch it and you'd be like, oh, this is the most, like the most exquisite, fa- exquisite vampire flick I've ever seen in my life type of stuff. Anything you watch from that dude is going to be next level is what we're trying to say. He's going to end people. He's going to end people. <laughs> in 2020, he's going to end Hollywood by himself. He's going to end people. But you know what? You know what? I made that take. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'll leave the, uh, I'll leave the whole black, whitewash thing to another episode because I think that's its own episode. I will end I'm gonna end it on this on this note. We gotta we gotta tease the audience into yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. But anyway, what was what was I saying? Um, yes, Bong Joon Ho and Parasite. I made I made this comment last time that thanks to this dude's excellence yeah. and that movie's recognition, in the with the social climate that we have, I think that will usher, and especially with Hollywood now that we talked about with Hollywood with Hollywood with the blockbuster the wow factor of Hollywood dying. Yeah. This could be, this could usher a new era where international cinema, I guess, especially like Asian cinema, could come at the forefront of cinema as a whole. And I think it would be so fucking cool. Like we'd we'd get we'd get new intrigues, new things that we've never really seen in mainstream cinema. Like Parasite was as a social commentary kind of thing was different and unique compared to all the Western movies that we've watched. And I think this will open up. A new new angles for most of the mainstream wa- listeners and watchers and whatever. So that I think I think that will be great stuff. I think honestly, this dude, like all jokes aside, could be like the first. He he's the first step to, you know, us seeing a complete overhaul of the industry. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, if we're talking about like Hollywood dying, right? All of a sudden, you're talking about the Academy collapsing. Um, Academy. The Golden Globes collapsing, the Oscars collapsing, that kind of stuff. You're talking about like no kind of like campaigning for Oscars in the same way that it's been going on for the last like yeah. 20, 30 years kind of stuff. You're talking about the entire um, industry shifting in a sense that we start to accept and start to accommodate different kind of stuff and like maybe lower budget stuff, maybe more explorative stuff, maybe a, a whole new wave of cinema, we think. At least is gonna come out of uh, this 2020. Uh, if if Disney follows suit, that's it. I, th- I like the thing that we keep telling each other. 
uh, is that like if Disney follows suit, it's done. Like yeah. it's the end of the whole thing, and and you're talking about a whole different landscape that anyone who is and in the industry right now, we do live to see that happen. We live to see fucking change. I've been tell- I've been asking Aziz questions about like all kinds of industries, whether they be the the movie industry, the 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 actual state of the world, or whatever financial it may be, industry. the financial industry. Like <laughs> you do like to go on your business my breakdown my, bit. My <laughs> Definitely loves it. Um, we're talking about any kind of industry. I always would ask him, could you ever see this industry just essentially collapsing and, and taking down all kinds of monopolies that are in the movie industry, the game industry, whatever it may be, and just kind of seeing like the world reset? And I think I asked him this question like six months ago, and, and he said, no, I mean, of course not. Like, that's not the way of the world. The, way, yeah. the, the world just doesn't... It's too big to fail. It's too big to fail. And every system that's been established around the world is Has essentially... Too big to fail, exactly. But today you're talking about like Hollywood, the the the, the name that is like synonymous with an the film industry, an entire industry. You're talking about Hollywood collapsing. You're talking about Hollywood studios not being able to gather the same kind of budgets that they have today, making blockbuster movies that you watch every summer or Christmas or whatever. Maybe you're talking about an entire industry shifting a big part of itself off of what that whole wave is and just kind of having to adapt to like smaller, smaller stuff. And which kind of makes it more accessible to either one of us, um, which I mean, you don't want to get into the movie industry. I definitely do. If anyone wants this to like, <laughs> this, this, I'm definitely plugging myself right now. If anyone does want to like hire who, like I'll do whatever I'll do. I'll, I'll be a marketing director. I'll be like a fucking gaffer, whatever you like. I'll be on that shit. But, like, if the industry is changing and there's, like, more spots for either one of us, we'd fuck yeah, bro. It. We'd love to fucking see it. We'd love to see an but industry also, change. Like, even if it's not, like, the most advantageous thing for either one of us, which it isn't. It is advantageous for, for both of us. Yes. Um, being outsiders, right? Um, still, we'd love to fucking see it. We'd love to see the world shift in a huge kind of way. It is, it is a thing. Most of us... You know, everyone, every single one of us has a moment in their life where, where it's really defined about where were you when this happened, right? I'm sure for most of our parents, where were you when, when the, the Berlin when the Berlin fall fell. fell? Exactly, when the Berlin fall wall fell. And this is like, I guess, our generation, our generation's chance of witnessing ground zero, all over again. But but yeah, but not in the not as more not as morbid as as 9/11 of course. No, no, no. I'm not I wasn't talking about that. I was more like pointing out to like the cuz cuz yeah, if you go if you go exactly, if you go to New York where where the the twin towers fell, they have this whole memorial, right? At ground zero where they wrote the names and and that and it really it's a symbol of building from the rubble, from from ashes. And we want to witness that. We want to see. We don't want to see the world burn, but we definitely want to see the world rise again from yeah. from ashes. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a regular sentiment. What we've settled with, like what Hollywood's been like for the last decade or however long we've like been appreciating. Yeah, but Hollywood's been the same for about fifty years now. No, but like, how long have we, you and I, like as individuals, appreciated Hollywood? You get what I mean? Like, like you and I, like when we were like. 12? 12, 12 you were still watching like like best movies of 2019. Yeah, but I was, I was going to the cinema often watching regular ass Fair enough. But I guess I, I guess I really, really fell in love with the production of 
like you know I fell in love with Holly with Hollywood type movies I guess around my last year of high school first year of uni. that's when you know Blade Runner came out Creed exactly that entire vibe yeah. Mad Max yeah. it's about that time 2015 20 to 2017 that's when we really got into it so so we really lived on the whole like blockbuster wave for like a decade at least yeah. ever since Avengers really ever since Avengers 2012 really like that's really like when we started going on the whole, like that's at least in Abu Dhabi when I started seeing like VIP cinemas leather seats that kind of stuff like really like really fancy shit you could like just pay more to to, to, to watch or, to appreciate the experience right um decade of that like a decade of at least in the place that we grew up in highly like uh luxurious experience, experience that kind of stuff like no longer the every man kind of cinema kind of thing yeah you know? it's yeah. more about the more about the wow factor, more about the 3D, the 4D, the 4DX exactly. type of stuff. Um, but if we're talking about like movie industry today, you might be talking about all that kind of shit going just away going good. away. Like you're not talking about it like going away for good. You're definitely gonna have like uh, you're gonna talk you're 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 gonna talk about like cinemas and theaters becoming like like a premium service. You're gonna talk about like going to the movies as a, a luxury. Uh, um, less than like it being just a normal everyday thing that yeah. everyone can do. You're gonna be talking about it like it's like okay, I'll go to the movies once every couple of months because it's just that expensive. Because being that's just my like that, yeah, like it, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a different wave. And myself being a guy who like really likes movies, um, if you want my take on like what Warner Brothers is doing in like 2021, I look at all those movies and I think to myself, or like most of them at least. I'd think to myself, fuck yeah, I'd watch those at home. You know? Definitely a waste in the sense that, like, I wouldn't get to see them in the the cinemas. You know? Like, I'd love to see Suicide Squad in cinemas. But, like, I know I'd watch that on streaming. I know I'd watch Wonder Woman in cinemas, but I'd watch it on streaming. Because it's easier, man. Like, so much of this stuff is just, like, so much easier to get and, like, be accessible. And you kind of just, like, even if you're a purist, you just kind of give up on that idea. You just be like... Take the L and be like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it at home. I'll get a big enough screen. I'll get enough sound system, whatever it is. Just substitute what the fuck the cinema is in my life and just start watching all my shit at home. I would definitely do that if I could, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, to wrap it up, I mean, like, 2020 has been uh, the year of uh, big changes. Yeah. With the end of uh, Pornhub. Yeah. Pornhub dead. The end of uh, cinema as we know it. Yeah, pretty much. The cinema's dead. Again, but again, yeah, the cinema is dead. Long live cinema. The guy who will ever, the guy who will write this article has to give props to Yusuf for <laughs> figuring out this name. When I came up, when I thought of that like title, because it's like it's a very typical phrase. Long live uh, the king is dead. Long live the king, whatever it is, right? Like it's a very typical sense. And I thought like, okay, cinema's de- the cinema is dead. Long live cinema. I was like, okay, Google that shit, because like obviously someone's already in that. And like October. There was like an article that was like, I don't know, the theater's dead, long live movies or something like yeah. that. I don't even know what the fuck but, it was. But, but, it just was. It wasn't. It wasn't as nice. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't my cup of mayo. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so not gonna follow up. Right, we're. S- <laughs> oh come on, man. Uh, mayo, yeah. Yeah, I got that from Charlemagne. But anyway, Charlemagne. Uh, from Charlemagne the God. But um, anyway, uh, we. We will hopefully we'll live long enough to see that happen. I yeah. think it's a process that's gonna take a couple of years, and yeah. yeah. And uh, I hope most of the people who listened 
uh, will agree on <laughs> on wanting to see because 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 no because no because yeah no I'm, I, that's not actually it i feel like if we're the only two people who want to see this change happen <laughs> we'll be labeled as anarchists <laughs> and it's like all right dude come on, come on chill i don't think i don't think this is coming from an anarchy actually you know what fuck it there there's a bit of anarchy there in that anarchy. in that sentiment but fuck it it's 2020 all right let's it's time to abolish the system anyway guys uh, i think that's enough for today we'll uh, tackle a couple other topics, I guess, on Hell episodes. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. We're kind of woke. Kind of woke episode. Kind of? Kind of. Pretty woke, actually. Hella woke. Hella woke. Yeah, yeah. This is a woke podcast and definitely woke. A woke household. A woke household. The wokest we try. But we'll see if we can get even woker on the next episode. Yes, anyway, guys, yes. thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week and uh, see you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>